Stages of labor, hormones of birth, and timing contractions are not the most important or effective ways to learn about physiologic birth. And chances are, you've learned some of that, and you still have questions about what to expect from birth. And these questions linger because the sources that are teaching childbirth preparation are only offering facts about labor and birth created to enable the medical system to justify the use of interventions to speed up labor despite the injuries experienced by mothers and the disruptions to the mother-baby bonding. Before birth became a medical procedure that needed these guidelines and metrics, women were shown physiologic birth instead of charts and graphs and tables. Today, we have the benefit of merging traditional physiologic birth knowledge with what is useful from research and evidence And this has been the key to helping my students and clients avoid things like tears and traumatic birth injuries and go on to have fulfilling natural births. If natural birth is calling you, merging traditional physiologic birth with learning modern knowledge may be the answer to your lingering questions. And you can begin the journey of seeing physiologic birth with a free class that will introduce you to the three P's of physiologic birth that help my students and clients avoid tearing in only 15 minutes so you will know why you can trust your body to give birth without injury. After watching this 15-minute video, you will know what physiologic birth really is and why learning the stages of labor, lists of hormones, and cervical dilation rates is just not enough, the most common points in labor where tissue damage tends to occur, and how to use the three Ps of physiology to prevent the causes of tears or episiotomies. And you will learn the difference between being 10 centimeters and being ready to push. After seeing the physiology in this way, one of my students, Sarah, said, simply mind-blowing. Thank you so much for sharing this information. I want to share this with all of the birth professionals that I have ever met, as it is so clear to me now how we have all been missing the big picture. And Cassie said, I took four courses, and yours is the one I walked away with feeling the most empowered. Very specifically, the physiologic birth part where you show the slides of where baby is. Having known what baby does in that dance with the pictures, just let me trust the process so I never felt worried. So if you'd like to learn more about what Sarah and Cassie are talking about, you can get started with this very special and unique physiologic birth training for free at naturalbirthcompass.com forward slash free class. I hope to see you there. Hello, it's Tristan from the Natural Birth Compass with a special episode of the Journey to Birth podcast. I've talked with several expectant parents who have due dates that are coming up in the next couple of weeks about the fears that they're experiencing related to the coronavirus. And being in the Seattle area, we're among the first in the nation to see the impacts on our birthing families. And as the spread continues, we're seeing more and more families all across the country ask about home or birth center births. So today I wanted to share some information that I hope will help you prepare for what that could look like and lessen some of the fear around out-of-hospital birth, and provide three tips for making any transition in birth less stressful, whether it's from the hospital to a home birth or a birth center birth, or if you do end up needing to transfer a planned home or birth center birth to the hospital while everything about the hospital environment is so uncertain right now. Imagine walking into your birth room so confident your birth team asks not how, but if they can help you. Imagine transforming the anxiety, the worry, and the uncertainty that you have about your birth right now into the confidence and knowledge that will end everyone's questions about your natural birth and even have them asking you how you did it. Are you ready to learn how you can stop imagining your wonderful birth and start preparing to experience it? Then you are in the right place. 
I'm Tristan, the creator of the Natural Birth Compass online childbirth education program, and I'm coming to your ears to put notions into your brain, to spark new ideas that become a thought pattern, a thought pattern that empowers you to take control of your pregnancy, your birth, and your life as a parent. My perspective on birth as a childbirth educator has been shaped by my training in Eastern medicine, a deep study of Chinese philosophy, and a lot of observation of the natural world. So grab your mug, fill it with your favorite tea, and let's begin your journey to birth. For over a decade now, I have been teaching expectant parents who are planning for out-of-hospital births in their homes or in local birth centers. And that always comes with some education about what happens should they need to unexpectedly transfer to the hospital. I never, ever thought that the cards would be reversed like this. But that's certainly the case today, as many people nearing their due date are asking if a hospital is still the safest place to be in the midst of the COVID-19 situation. Or some of them have even wondered if there'll be an option for healthy people to birth in their local hospitals if beds and staff become unavailable and there's just simply not a place for them in the hospital. And even for those who will still labor and birth in the hospital, it's likely that you may not be admitted as early as you would have been in the past because they're really trying to find every way possible to limit any potential exposure. The other concern that we are seeing is from those who are choosing, had already planned out-of-hospital births, but managing the fears that come along with the potential of having to transfer to a hospital for a medical reason while wanting to be out of the hospital right now more than ever. And there'll be some information in this episode that will help you mitigate those fears as well. So for those initially planning a hospital birth but are now considering a home birth or a birth center birth, I know that this kind of decision comes with fear, with worry, uncertainty for so many of the people involved. So first, as the one giving birth who hadn't planned to be out of the hospital, this can come with fear over loss of access to certain options. Of course, the top of the list for most people being an epidural for pain relief. And for some families, that may come with concerns about not having access to fetal monitoring or other equipment that can make some people feel safer in birth. All of the initial reasons that you may have been opting for a hospital birth can suddenly feel like they've been ripped away and it's now out of reach. And this will leave you with so many questions. And your birth partner is probably also feeling increased stress of managing the change of birth location. And your birth partner is probably also feeling the increased stress of potentially managing a changing birth location. In fact, for some of the couples that I've talked to, it's the birth partner who's expressing more fear and concern than the pregnant person themselves. Many birth partners, when they are expecting to be at a hospital, they have some comfort that the hospital staff is going to be on alert and they're going to be overseeing the birth for any potential complications and direct the overall care, provide direction. And they might feel that more of this responsibility is going to fall on them if you are not in a hospital. And further, if you had expected to have an epidural that you may not have access to now, your birth partner may be feeling some concern about how to best help you through labor in a different way than what was previously planned. And it can trickle out further as well. Your extended family may be adding their stress and concern over your birth adding that on top of the stress you already have. And though they are well-meaning in their concern for you, they can sometimes induce even more fear and anxiety than they realize that you just really don't need right now. If you're getting too much stressful, unsolicited advice or questions about what you're planning to do, 
reassure them that you are seeking advice from experts who are prepared for the situation. And then follow the advice in this episode so that you stay true to your word. Now, I know this whole situation is stressful, and I know that you might not know what's the best thing to do right now, and it all feels a little out of your control as we watch the recommendations change from day to day. But I know that you're going to be okay, and I know that there are thousands of us in the birth world that are here and ready to help you through this. Until very recently in human history, birth has been in the hands of midwives and of mothers and of sisters. And we have successfully birthed this way throughout the ages. Someone's doing it right now. As I recorded this episode, babies are being born in all types of places. With medications, without medications, with monitoring, without monitoring. And they're all making it happen. And you will too. I know what you're thinking. You've heard this before. But this is different. Times have changed. And I want to encourage you to keep listening because here is how you are going to do it. Number one, find your people. Midwives, doulas, and the whole birth community are available for you right now. Midwives are coming out of retirement to support any overflow, to be there for last minute emergency out of hospital births, or to provide backup need. And they're putting systems in place to provide coverage should your midwife get sick. Doulas are doing the same thing. They're putting the same systems in place to provide extra coverage if needed. And everybody in the birth community is also sharing information with each other about what is happening in all of our local hospitals in regard to how many support people are allowed in the birth room, whether or not those support people can leave the labor room and come back in, and any of these other things that are changing in these unpredictable times that might affect your birth. Having this kind of network at your fingertips is invaluable right now, and it can help you best prepare for whatever situation you might face for your birth environment. Find these people in your community. If you're not tapped into your local midwife or doula network, ask friends and family members who might know doulas. Check with local prenatal yoga instructors while you still can if they're still available to you. Or look for moms groups in your area and ask about local networks that they might know of to help provide your support. You might need to look for these groups online at this point. Many of them have closed up their local community support, but look for them. Find those people and get connected into that network. Number two, have open conversations with your birth partner. This is a time to be open about all of your fears and concerns regarding your birth and regarding the current state of things. Going to your birth afraid and being quiet about it means you might not have the full support you need at the time you need it most. Your birth team might not realize just how much help you need. Changing your birth environment last minute, whether it's from hospital to out of hospital or vice versa, it's always intimidating. So addressing any fears that you have ahead of time and making your birth partner and even your whole birth team aware of them will help take some of that fear off of you so you don't feel alone and you can focus on having your baby knowing that your team is there to support you and help you through any challenges. In our online childbirth course, we spend a lot of time helping our couples understand their fears and challenges as well as their strengths and what excites them about their birth. They learn techniques and skills that are appropriate for their personality type so that they can have open and honest conversations with one another by learning communication skills that work for them and be confident that they know how to support each other. 
You can read more about that on our website at naturalbirthcompass.com if you're interested in learning about how your personality type impacts your birth and your birth preparations so that you can use these methods to best prepare for your birth. And number three, be ready for anything. None of us can predict what will be happening weeks or months from now, or even tomorrow for that matter. This is a time that justifies being prepared to have your baby anywhere. That means having supplies at home, even if you expect to be at a hospital. It also means having supplies for a hospital transfer, even if you plan to be out of hospital. And if you need one, you can download a list of -of out-of-hospital birth supplies on the resources page of our website at naturalbirthcompass.com forward slash resources, and I'll put the link in the show notes to this episode. Being prepared with the right supplies to support a last-minute change of plans will take so much stress out of the change and help you stay focused on yourself rather than trying to get everything you need when it might be too late and will definitely be too stressful. Being ready for anything also means being prepared with the right information. Now more than ever, taking a good childbirth class, even if it's online, and I'll post to some recommendations that we have about choosing a high-quality online childbirth course. That course will help to prepare you for what to expect, what challenges you might face, and how to get the support you need during birth. And being prepared might mean having a doula available, even if you can't take them to the hospital with you at this point. Having them available before and after your birth will be an investment that you won't regret. If you require a hospital birth, but your hospital is no longer admitting doulas, Your doula can still help you during early labor, so you can stay home longer and limit your time in the hospital. They can be your support and your guide throughout your early contractions and help you gauge when it's the right time to go to the hospital. While you're at the hospital, they can prepare for your return home so that you can settle in quickly and calmly. Doulas, like midwives, are going above and beyond to provide support to our birthing families right now. Don't be afraid to ask for that help and use the support that's available for you. Having support and being prepared are the most essential things that you can be doing right now to manage stress while the whole world learns to operate differently. Remember that you're not alone. You have so many people and resources available. You might find this whole situation actually leaves you more loved and cared for than you ever imagined. The only thing keeping you from having a calm and amazing birth experience is asking for help. So if you haven't done so already, reach out and find your people. Find your classes, connect with your birth partner, and feel all the love around you. Here's to your continued wonderful journey to birth. I look forward to seeing you again next time. Thank you for listening and being open to new perspectives as we spent this time together. As always, let me know how I can support your journey. If you have topics you want to hear about, guests you'd like to hear from, questions or comments to share, let me know. This podcast is always transforming and you can help shape it into something that helps thousands of families have the best pregnancy, birth, and transition into parenthood possible by leaving a comment or a review or sharing this podcast with others in your life who will benefit from our discussions. Find me on the socials at Natural Birth Compass or email me at info at naturalbirthcompass.com and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss out on our next episode. Wishing you a wonderful journey to birth.